Welcome to another episode of I Call Next, where a group of guys from the D.C. suburbs call next on all the biggest sports topics of the week. And for the first time in a long time, there's big sports topics going on in Washington, D.C. Um, I think we'll get, we'll get there eventually and discuss the uh, new team name here in Washington. But more importantly, um, what's up, guys? Man, what a crazy week in sports. Number one, I can thoroughly say this is one of the best, like, playoffs I've ever seen. Like, between last week and, like, I mean, the week before that and then last week, like, have you ever seen a playoffs this close where literally any team is in it at the end? I can't recall any. Like, I, there's normally some sort of blowout here or there. Every game's been close. Yeah, it starts to look like a blowout. No, it, it comes back down to the wire. I am a Joe Burrow fan. I'm going to get the LSU jersey. It's going to be a thing. Can we make a move for him? Like, add him to the commanders? That's the goal. I thought that game was over. Um, Chiefs, obviously, were up 21-10 going into the half. And honestly, they had a chance to score one more touchdown. It's not for... The only thing that I can chalk it up to is cockiness, right? Like they thought they had the game in the bag. Um, they were dominating in the first half, but for a Samaj P. Ryan screen pass where he took it 40 yards to the house. Um, so I don't know. I mean, who do we blame? Do we blame Andy Reid? It's his decision with four seconds left to call another play call. Actually, five seconds left. Um, do we blame Patrick Mahomes for throwing it in the flats to Tyreek Hill? Because if they shoot that field goal instead of trying to squeeze that one more play in, you don't go to overtime. You win the game by three, and you were talking about you going to another Super Bowl. Um, but now here we are, all of us looking like fools except for Gogia, the one guy who picked the Cincinnati Bengals to be here today, still alive. I was so finicky about that pick, though. <laughs> I wouldn't even confidently say that pick. Wouldn't I would never have guessed it in my wildest dreams that Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow's great, but I would never have guessed him beating out Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. But it comes down to that play. Like, sure, the Chiefs don't score until literally the last second of the second half to get a field goal to tie it. But what do you think about that play call? I want to know your thoughts, whether you saw it live or you saw it afterwards. Like, you got five seconds. Do you call that play knowing you're the Chiefs offense? I think in that situation, when you are the Chiefs and you are historically able to do those types of things and you already got a lead, you don't necessarily second-guess that play. Mm -hmm. But the fact that it is the playoffs, that's a regular season play at right before halftime, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Or that's a play... Actually, no. If you were in a meaningful game, I don't think you run that play. Because, A, if I'm in the thought process, if I'm up, no lead is secure. You want to score mm -hmm. as many touchdowns as possible. Or, you know, if you're going for it and, like, it's either like, okay, I can take a field goal here or I can just go for it, right? And if you're going for the touchdown, go for it, the actual touchdown. You're not like the pass was out wide. It wasn't down the middle. Like get it at least in the touchdown area. It just takes one hit for a guy to be disrupted. And that's what happened. So 
I think if I'm the Chiefs, okay, like you can't really second guess it because, you know, historically they've been able to get all sorts of plays like that. They're already ahead. Mm-hmm. In my circumstance, I wouldn't do it because in a meaningful game, no lead is secure enough. And I think the mm-hmm. Patriots are the number one team when they beat the Falcons showed that. Right. So I like I would go with the safe play in my opinion. Doggo? I mean, they were up 21-10 at halftime, right? I think they got cocky. Not cocky, just confident, right? If they win that, if they win and go to the Super Bowl, we don't have this conversation, right? Like that's I think it's not about blaming the Chiefs or anybody. I think it's you got to give props to the Cincinnati Bengals. They didn't give up. They were up. They were down 11 points at halftime and came rallied back. Like, I, I mean, yeah, you can look back on what the Chiefs screwed up. But, I mean, I think the credit goes to the Bengals for coming back and winning in overtime and even winning in overtime when they didn't get the ball first, right? We had this conversation last week about how the overtime rules suck, which they still do. But, I mean, they got that pick, set them up to win. I mean, I think it's more on them but not giving up on against a team that is supposed to go to the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? The Bengals aren't even supposed to be there. If they lose in the conference finals, it's still an amazing season. We still give Burrow all the credit in the world for going that far, right? But they still beat them. So I, I'm on the other side of it. Don't, I don't really worry about it. The Chiefs will be back next year, right? Like, yes, you blew this chance, whatever. It was bad play calling, a bad pick, whatever. But, I mean, I'm a huge Joe Burrow fan now, if you can't tell. Huge fan. <laughs> I'm going to meet both of you in the middle. I think you're both right in some aspects, um, and I think you're both wrong in some aspects. I agree with J.K.'s first part. Um, they, that, that, that's what the Chiefs do, right? Like, they always pull these plays off. They always make it happen. And so, yeah, they were confident, but they were justifiably confident. Um, I don't blame Andy Reid or Eric Bieniemy for the play call. The play before, there was nine seconds left on the clock. They lost four seconds, and they had an incomplete pass. So you can run another play with four seconds and you're still left with one second. So I don't blame the play calling because that's what the Chiefs do. Like they, nine out of 10 times they make that play and we're all in awe. We're all with our jaw to the ground like, oh my God, how are they so amazing? I blame Patrick Mahomes. Like you got to know you have five seconds left on the call. The previous play was four seconds. So you got enough time to run a play. You just did the same thing the play before. You cannot throw that route. You cannot give it to Tyreek Hill because there's a high probability he's going to get tackled inbounds and the clock runs. Not only that, I don't know if you guys noticed, as soon as that play was dead, Patrick Mahomes tried to call timeout. You don't even know as the starting quarterback in the AFC Championship that you don't have any more timeouts left. You're trying to call timeout. You should know you don't have any timeouts. I don't blame the Chiefs for the play call. I blame Patrick Mahomes for making that pass when there's three other routes that you can try to make. And if you don't make those, those are incomplete passes. You have one second left on the clock for a field goal. But I also agree with Gogia. You got to give it up to the Bengals, man. Like, they took the opportunity that the Chiefs gave them and came back in the game and won it. Um, they held the freaking Chiefs to zero points the entire second half until finally the last play where the Chiefs scored three points to go to overtime. Like, that's unheard of. How do you shut down the Chiefs for an entire half? Um, I would have never have guessed that. But let's talk about that overtime because that's wild. We almost saw history repeat itself. When the Chiefs won the toss, got the ball first, and like I think the league and the world would have just erupted if they somehow were able to pull it off again. I mean, honestly, yeah, yeah. when the I was gonna say I'll say it real quick. I, I was ready for the Chiefs to win. And I'm not I'm not a Chiefs hater, but like I didn't want them to go to the Super Bowl at all. 
Not even just because mm-hmm. of what we were saying in our like making our picks. I just didn't want to see it again. I really wanted to see Joe Bar- Joe Burrow there, and I'd already had them beat at that point. I was like, Patrick Mahomes has the ball. Like he just t- he just got them to tie this game. We saw what he could do in 13 seconds last week. It's it's over. And oh, when he threw that pick, I was so excited. I was I was a Bengals fan for like I don't know like three or four minutes of overtime. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. JK, what were you thinking? Yeah, like, and my so. You know what? I kind of lost my train of thought, but <laughs> my bad, dude. My general, bad. All good. Um, here's the thing, man. Like, I I agree with what Gogia said. Like, if I'm not part of like that fan base, I don't want to see that team going in and out of the of that Super Bowl, right? Like, you can say the same thing about the, um, let's say uh Cincinnati Bengals if they win this one and then they go on a tear and win like two more over the next six years you're gonna get bored of them you don't want to keep seeing them go in right Mm -hmm. as much as I do like Joe Burrow as much as I do like Jamar Chase I wanted Jamar Chase I wanted him somehow to come to Washington somehow Mm -hmm. right but in general like I just think that any team that's gonna collectively become some sort of like whoever the next dynasty is to every other fan base, they're going to be a garbage team. We're going to hate them. They're going to like, oh, this team keeps winning. I don't want to see them win anymore. My team's never won. Like, the Commanders have never won anything. They're not even a game yet. Mm-hmm. But yet, like, you know, I keep seeing, like, these new guys, like the Cincinnati Bengals. I guarantee hey, hey, hey. you if Joe Burrow comes Yo. out next year, balls out again like crazy, people are going to start hating him like how they hate Patrick Mahomes now. I need to, I need to make one point. We haven't lost any games yet either. I just want to point that out. This will be the only moment we haven't lost any games. But the Commanders continue. are undefeated. <laughs> Sorry, I had to point that out because this will this won't last long. <laughs> but yeah, no, I agree. I agree a thousand percent. Like once the team gets good, like I liked the Warriors when they first had their run because they were like I like Steph Curry and all that. But then like when I kept winning, I was like, oh, I can't wait for them to lose. Like this is so annoying. So I 100% agree with that sentiment, especially of fans of teams that suck. Like, all the teams suck all the time. So I, I don't know what it feels like to win ever. So winning a lot all the time, I'm jealous. I'm so jealous, and I hate watching it happen. But There's I mean, that's what – yeah. I was no, just saying say that's what the Chiefs – Chiefs were, like, like, a change in pace with the Patriots, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Rush. Watching Patrick Mahomes lately, I mean, he's obviously established his success at this point, right? He's not a new name. He's made good money. Um, he's literally the face of the league, the, lace of, the face of the franchise, the face of Madden. Um, but he's kind of getting, I think, when I watch him, he's bored. Um, he's so good and he's so talented. Like that whole game, they were scoring so easily on the Bengals that he needs to make the game interesting for himself, or maybe the offensive coordinator tries to make it interesting to keep him engaged. He's almost like that kid who's in first grade, who's so smart and above his class that you have to put him in like advanced math to keep his attention. And I almost feel like Patrick Mahomes is similar. He wants to do those like twirls behind the line of scrimmage and turn around, find Tyreek and throw the ball all the way down because he's like, he's bored when it comes to just the simple routes and the simple play calls. And honestly, he came back and got him. Because you could tell in the first half he was bored and he was taking his time. He didn't care about turnover on downs. He didn't care. He was like, oh, we'll win this game next drive. And then as the game progressed, you could see that something flipped in his mind. And he realized, holy shit, I'm in a little bit of trouble. We may lose this game. And then he became the pre- – like he started going awful passes. 
you could tell he was throwing high on receivers and the pressure was getting to him. And so at some point he realized he went from boredom because they were just dominating to all of a sudden in trouble. And I was smiling because I'm not a huge Patrick Mahomes fan, um, but, but I recognized his talent, but his talent came and screwed him um, because he was being lackadaisical most of the game, how easy it was for them. And then by the time he realized it and tried to salvage it, pressure was getting to him. He like had an awful second half. I feel like the you Chiefs know organized. You, you know why you hate him, right? Me? Yeah. Jackson Mahomes. It, that's part of it. But it's also because you look at the Chiefs, they have the league's, one of the league's best quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. They have one of the league's best tight ends. They mm-hmm. have one of the league's best wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Right? They have a pretty solid offensive line. They got a pretty solid offensive like unit as far as the rest of the wide receivers and running backs. Mm-hmm. What are they really missing? Their defense like, on is defense, not they got, On defense, they got studs like uh, D Ford. Uh, they got um, Chris Jones. Yeah, they've got. They just got studs everywhere. They're just a stacked team. And it's like one thing if you're like the Green Bay Packers where you have like Devontae Adams, who's one of the best wide receivers, and Aaron Rodgers, who's one of the best quarterbacks. Cool. But the fact is the Chiefs have that on literally every phase of the game. So why does that make me hate them? Because you don't want like any team that has that you're going to hate. Who Realistically, who have you liked that has – that it's completely stacked across the board. I just, I just want to go back to the defense part. They're the sixth worst team against the pass. Just want to say that they're not a I, great I get defense, that, but they still have pretty solid players on their defense. They have enough think, players to get the ball back. I think LA is stacked. The Rams, the their opponent in the Super Bowl, and I don't hate them. All right. In that same extent, when it comes to like the Rams and some of the other teams in the NFC. Who would you rather have go? Washington. Out of the NFC? Yeah. Washington. Uh, but for my team. No, I, really... I mean, like, you look at the teams, right? When it looked at all of the playoff teams, you said you didn't want the 49ers because that would be a boring Super Bowl. And I agree with that. Uh-huh. Right? If you – Green Bay I... Packers. Would you rather have the Green Bay Packers win or would you rather have the Rams win? Literally, the Green Bay Packers might be the only other team. And honestly, it would be the same for me either way. I just wouldn't want the Eagles because division rivals. I wouldn't want the Cowboys division rivals. I wouldn't want Tampa because I hate Tom Brady. But other than that, I'm indifferent. But Tom Brady's the same situation. Tom Brady has a stacked team all over the place. We just seen him. No, but it's the thing that what you just said, where we've seen him win too much. Like we got it. You're the go. Tom Brady. I don't care if it's team. You put another quarterback in Tampa Bay with the same stacked team. I'd be rooting for them. I don't mind. Jameis Winston, baby. (laughs) Personally, there was a. The only reason why I wanted the Rams to win is because Matthew Stafford. Other than that, I could give two shits about if the Rams were going to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I have a parlay. I have a parlay. I have a parlay where I picked Georgia to win. I picked um, uh, Max Verstappen to win the F1 thing, so the Rams are the next one. But I still need the Miami Heat and uh, something stupid. Oh, and PSG to win win their championship, so that's probably not going to happen. Damn, that was pretty close, though. Uh, see yeah. if we can do a buyout. Yeah, I'm hoping um, I get a dollar fifty. I think I sent you guys, or someone sent me this uh, funny um, meme of the fact that Stafford is in the Super Bowl and Eminem is performing yeah. in the Super Bowl is the closest <laughs> Detroit has gotten to the Super Bowl. Hey, history. If, if they follow me on Madden, my Madden Detroit team has won one Super Bowl. There you, you know, go. I have a couple friends that are in like Det- that are from Detroit, right? Mm-hmm. 
And all I see them post these days is, did you guys really think Matthew Stafford was the problem now? <laughs> like we, I just keep seeing all these posts from all these Detroit guys that are like, we should have never let him go. We should have I never mean, let him it go. Was- Much respect to him. Like, I mean, they realize, like, hey, look. Wait, was that the sentiment? Was that the sentiment in Detroit that he was the problem? Or is it just that you're old, we have to start over? Like, we're not going to see anything with you now. So go off to greener pastures. I think they made the right call by letting him go. Why keep him? You haven't done anything with him. You got great assets back. You got two first-round picks. Yeah. Sure, you got, you got uh, it'd be, it'd be It'd be different if he was, like, 23 or 25, right? They'd be like, you know you, maybe that, we can build around him, but here's it's not going to happen thing. in his career. Here's the thing. You got Jared Goff with a huge cap number. Yeah. Well, that's right. how you got the two first. Because it's yeah. two first and a third, but the extra first was because you're taking on the contract of Goff. Yeah. And honestly, to Goff's credit, they didn't they lost games by three points, like or like two points or a possession. Like that team had heart. They were like 0 and 7, but they were really like should have been three and four. Like that's the team that it should have been. I get that. But they did that with Goff. Yeah. Now imagine if they had Matthew Stafford. They, Maybe they, did they the would same be winning one. those games instead of but losing. But they've always had Matthew Stafford, and they barely get into the play. Like, I think Stafford was 0-3 in the playoffs. That means his entire career, he's only made the playoffs three times, lost in the first round all three times. Like, if you're Detroit, why keep him? Like, I think they made the right call. You got two first-round picks. You got another third-round pick. And Absolutely sure, the right call. Absolutely the right call. You, you had to do it at this point. He's not going to be competitive in Detroit at all. No, no one is. Right? No one's going to be competitive. It is right. the right call. But at the um, same time, what I'm seeing it based on that information that I'm sharing, it's like people in Detroit actually thought that he was part of the problem. That's wild. That's wild. What, what, what's also wild is look at how the freaking um, story of golf has changed from the number one overall pick in LA to he had some great years with McVeigh as his uh, uh, head coach. Like he was literally one of the top quarterbacks in the league throwing dimes left and right to Brandon Cooks and all these guys. And now we're talking about him like the scrub that he has become. Um, it just shows you how the league is like nothing is guaranteed. No. Nope. Let's talk about that second game. Um, obviously, we've already hinted to it. Stafford had took the uh, Rams to the next level. And honestly, it was a close game and it was a good game. Um, Cooper Cup proves to us yet again that he's, he's the real deal. Um, the Niners defense in the fourth quarter but honestly they i thought i thought they kept them in the game um jimmy garoppolo the likely future quarterback of the washington commanders i hope not but very likely um cost him the game which i called that he would i, I think i hope i did or at least i thought it um he threw a backbreaking interception trying to save a play at the end of the game what were your takeaways from the 49ers and the rams That was a game that it went the way I wanted it to go. I just, I don't know how I feel about Jimmy Garoppolo. Like I, I do get that. You're saying that like, okay, like, you know, he's not the greatest guy in the world, but let me tell you something. Neither was Alex Smith. Alex, what did Alex Smith do? He won games. What does Jimmy Garoppolo do? He wins games. Look at his career winning percentage. that's fair Jimmy Garoppolo has won games Uh, how many times has Jimmy Garoppolo's team gone this far into the playoffs he has a Super Bowl appearance already 
I feel like it's a team. I, I feel like it's exactly what you said. His team got into the playoffs and went far. Sure, he was on those rosters, but... But was Alex Smith not doing the same thing? Did Patrick, Alex Mahomes, Smith... Patrick Mahomes' rookie year, they started Alex Smith. And if you recall, they made it to the playoffs and they lost to the Tennessee Titans. They lost to Marcus Mariota. I bet you Andy Reid thinks back to that first season where he benched Patrick Mahomes his entire rookie year. And he thinks to himself, holy crap, I could have gone to the Super Bowl that year if I had benched Alex Smith and started uh, Patrick Mahomes from the beginning. And I think the story is the same thing. Like, I bet you the 49ers, if Trey Lance ends up being great, they're going to look back and be like, holy crap, we were in the NFC Championship game and we benched Trey Lance and started Jimmy Garoppolo, who cost us a chance to go to the Super Bowl. I don't, that's I don't know about that. That's not because you we might not see what Trey Lance turns out to be. Yeah, but you, you, you copy and paste Trey Lance not ready, not having another offseason under his belt. We don't know. Like, you we don't know. But how great Patrick Mahomes looked immediately when he started his second year. Like, it's not like he learned all of that in that one offseason between rookies. You and don't know year. that. You absolutely but have no one's no that idea good that fast. Like, you but then he would have that good. He had two offseasons, right? I think two that offseason for a quarterback's a lot. I think that I think that I think offseason for a lot of positions is a lot to have, and especially also, quarterback. You got to look at the team around them, right? Like, Remember, okay, yeah, I I agree with you. Debo Samuel is a great player. No matter what you tell me, he is a great player. But you cannot tell me that he is equivalent to having both Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill on your team. The also, and, and roster is better. Yeah, like but the, the roster that the 49ers had was good enough to get them to the NFC Championship. You're one game away from the Super Bowl. And like Jimmy Garoppolo was the guy who ended up costing you the was he? to go to the Yeah, he threw the interception at the end. They it's had not a that it was to a, win it. Look, it was a catchable ball technically. Yeah. It was a technically catchable ball. If the that guy was two feet taller. Huh? It, he threw it to the running back as he was getting sacked, and he threw it inaccurate and high. Um, you, you shouldn't even throw that. Yeah, I'm thinking about the the late interception. Oh, or yeah, I'm thinking about a different multiple. interception. Different game. Multiple. My mistake. It, it's only one interception. That's the only interception that game. Yeah, well, I'm, no. I'm thinking he, about a different. He, I'm thinking he about had a different one game. literally in Patrick Ramsey's hands, and Patrick Ramsey, who's the best cornerback in the league, could have ended the game. Like caught that and ran it back for touchdown. Galen Ramsey. Jalen yeah, yeah. Ramsey. But okay, here, here's my, here's the inverse, right? If we want to talk about the whole season, right? He's two and zero against the Rams going into that. Yeah, he is two and zero against the Rams going into it. Beat, like, and think about in, it, how in a game. No, no, no. The Rams last time, and that was a game that that the Rams wanted to win to get the number one overall seed. It wasn't a game that was a throwaway. That, that was a that was sixty points scored in that game. I I don't know. I think that tra- also remember Trey Lance is coming from FCS playing six games last season. Right, like he's not coming from a a huge like like from an Alabama, a Miami, or whatever. He's coming from North Dakota State, FCS, playing six games the last season, and he didn't even look amazing at that point. They lost a game in FCS, not FBS, like Division Two. So like, I can't imagine he's ready. Like Patrick Mahomes is coming from Lincoln Riley's system from Texas Tech, right? Like, wait, it was Texas Tech, right? Not AM. and That's he was at Texas, Texas Tech. Tech. Yeah, yeah. So like he's coming from a big program from a guy that is built making quarterbacks in the NBA, NBA in the NFL. I mean, Trey Lance. I don't know. We don't know yet. Yeah, I don't know if he's gonna be Patrick Mahomes. And honestly, there's probably no one that can be Patrick Mahomes. But Jimmy Garoppolo is not the answer. Like literally. Yeah, sure. I agree with that. Talking that... with Jimmy 
about trading him. Like they're they're working with Jimmy to get him off their team. Like most most times, like quarterbacks are surprised when they get traded all of a sudden. But Jimmy knows he sucks. The 49ers know he sucks. And they're like, hey, Jimmy, let's talk to you about how we're going to get you off our team. And he's like, okay, Jimmy I'm G happy. Jimmy is not the answer. The exact same Alex Smith is not the answer. I just hope the 49ers don't find the same trade partner as the Chiefs did when they offloaded their shitty quarterback. Because last time it was us who not only took the shitty quarterback, we gave up good assets. Got him back. And then we re-signed that shitty quarterback to a, a longer deal. And uh, Garoppolo's in the same position. He only has one year left on his deal. If the stupid commanders not only trade for him, but they also extend his contract, I'm going to lose it. I have a question. Well, yeah, one point I want to make first. Alex Smith was the only winning, had a winning record, was the only winning record in the last 20 years of this, of this Washington franchise. That's so okay. I still wouldn't. I just want to say that, right? But what was my what was I say? Jimmy Garoppolo is bet is like the fifteenth ranked quarterback, so he's in the second half of best quarterbacks. But and, and this is me agreeing with you. I don't want that, right? And he's, he's better than anything we have, but I still wouldn't do it. I'm not looking Agreed. for this incremental improvement. But you know, think about this. I want to ask you a question, right? Let's say Aaron Rodgers is getting rumored with Tennessee right now because he's buying a plot of land in Nashville. Now that means that's where he's going to play. Russell Wilson, don't know what's going to happen. Going into next season, right? Let's just say the Russell Wilson shit is bullshit. That's not going to happen. Aaron Rodgers, let's be honest. It's not going to happen. Like, we're not that lucky. And knowing this draft class sucks, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If you're a quarterback needy team, let's just use Washington since we're aware of the team. What do you do? I'll tell you why I'll still draft a quarterback. I'll tell you exactly why. Talk to me. Because what position was Aaron Rodgers drafted? 27. 20. What position was Ben Roethlisberger drafted? 10, 9, something like that? What position was... Why do I know Patrick this? Holmes drafted? 10. 10. Right? What's the fun fact about all these guys? They were not drafted number one. That's Over. fine. You That's can fine. literally take any quarterback at any position at any part of the draft and you will not know if they will be successful or if they will be terrible. But okay, we've taken plenty Let's of quarterbacks up. in the first round and they've all been terrible. What There's what pick was What pick was Dwayne Haskins? 15 or something like that, right? 17. It was either him or 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 Jonathan Allen were like the, or whoever the fuck we get drafted that year, right? Or Montez Sweat. Montez Sweat. Jason yes. Campbell. Even Jason Campbell was in the teens. Um, the thing is, we just whiffed. We whiffed Jason Campbell times. was a pick after Aaron Rodgers, wasn't he? He's yep. a, yeah. He was the next pick after, yes. I remember. Yeah. I mean, Jason Campbell... Well, what, what I'm coming to I feel is, bad for that basically, guy. look, regardless if these guys are going to be the top-end guys for the next 10 years or not, there's still the opportunity that one of them can be. And I personally think if you are a QB needy team, just because you historically are bad at drafting a quarterback doesn't mean that you should completely just stop drafting a quarterback. But also look at the other quarterbacks that were drafted in those drafts. Like I remember Aaron Rodgers was the same Alex Smith draft, right? Imagine there's other quarterbacks there. Uh, who was the other one you said? I, I like I imagine like it wasn't ben a Roethlisberger week. was the third option. Yeah, and but it was a it was a strong, strong like year. So was the Patrick Mahomes year, right? Okay, but all right. This so do you want me to find a weak class and find a good quarterback from that class? Like, but if you only find one, knowing our scouting department on quarterback, are you going to trust that? Hmm? 
Are you going to trust our scouting department to find that quarterback? Because we've never done it before. No, you know I, mean? I mean, dude, I'm, I'm not saying that it is like we're going to hit gold. I'm just saying that you got to keep trying until you hit gold. You do got to keep trying. That is actually the key. You have to keep swinging and you can't stop. Like even if it's the next year, you just drafted a quarterback and it's the next year and you realize the guy you picked in your first round last year wasn't the guy, don't wait. Do it again. Swing. Props to the Cardinals. They drafted yeah. Josh Rosen in the first round. The immediately next year, they drafted again, Kyler Murray. And now look, they're set. They ate, they, ate, they ate that pick. Actually, they were able to trade Rosen for a second, so they kind of salvaged yeah. some of the value. But you just got to eat it because you're, you're nothing in this league without a quarterback at the end of the day. Um, let's talk about the Leafs. And let's talk about this Brian Flores situation, which is just wild. Um, who, wants up, to give us, who wants to give us the facts? Lay, lay down the foundation. So I, I know, I know what, I know what JK told me and that's, I can repeat it or JK, you can explain it. JK is your inside source. <laughs> no, he, he showed me the Instagram post and I didn't understand it. And then he had to oh, explain God. it to me because I'm an All idiot. Right. All right, lay it out <laughs> okay. for us. Arash, you probably know a lot more details than I do. Um, so I'm going to just go based off of the one thing that I am aware of, which is where Steven Ross um reached out to brian flores and was like hey tell us who tell us who steven ross is the dolphins owner mm-hmm. he basically reached out to brian flores and was like hey i'm gonna pay you 100 g's to lose a game mm-hmm. every every game you lose i'll pay you an extra 100 g's right right and brian flores being the upstanding citizen he is said no i'm not that type of guy i'm a fight for every single game i can possibly fight for Mm-hmm. They got on a winning streak. Steven Ross got mad because they wanted to get basically the number one overall pick to get Trevor Lawrence or one of the top quarterbacks that they could get. Right. Zach Wilson. That was the circumstances that happened with Brian Flores. And obviously that caused a rift with Steven Ross, which ended up being the fact that, you know, like he got fired from it. Right. Obviously they have a bad relationship. Good for Brian Flores for getting out of that situation because I personally would not want to work for an owner that doesn't want me to win, right? Now, the surprising part is now he's going around looking for a new job. He's set up interviews. And Bill Belichick reaches out to Brian Flores and you know congratulates him. Obviously, they work together with the Patriots and you know congratulates him on the Giants hire. Brian Flores is like, coach, I don't know if you know something. I don't know. I haven't even interviewed with them on Thursday. <laughs> Yo, Be- Belichick's getting old. <laughs> yeah. And Belichick immediately goes like, oh, damn, I fucked up. Like, I meant to text Brian DeBall or he misread the thing. And Brian Flores basically realized, oh, dang, before they even have an interview set up with me, they're already planning on hiring this other guy who has another job with the Buffalo Bills, right? And was planning on leaving the Buffalo Bills. So before he even got an interview, they already have the plan to hire this other dude, which automatically means that they're completely disregarding the Rooney rule. Tell us what the Rooney rule is. The Rooney rule, obviously, is that each team has to, by force, interview at least one minority candidate. Right, Which, not by not by force, but yeah, it is by re- force. It is by force because they're required. Right, right. So if you're telling me 
that I just have to interview one guy. And if I have no intention of ever hiring him and I'm just interviewing him to fill in the rule, that's completely fucked up. Mm-hmm. And that's essentially what the Giants did. Right. So now he is claiming like, okay, like we have all these black players in the NFL. We only have, based on these amount of black players, we only have these many uh, accounted, uh, you know, offensive and defensive coordinators or coaches. So the people that are in power are basically being like discriminated against. Like we have one active NFL black head coach, which is and a hall uh, of famer. Yeah. And he's a hall of famer. He don't miss. They will not like, you cannot get rid of Mike Tomlin. You can't. I mean, he he is one of the better coaches in the league and one of the better coaches of all time based on his record. Right. He ain't going anywhere. But when you look at Brian Flores, Hugh Jackson, uh, a couple of these other guys that Eric Bell, uh, the guy from the Kansas City Chiefs, still cannot get a head coaching job. And that guy deserves a head coaching job more than anyone else. So that is essentially Josh McDaniels get it. If Josh McDaniels gets another shot in this fucking league, yeah, it's fucking stupid. It's stupid. He, he did. He's the head coach of the Raiders. Is he is that official? Oh my god. That's I don't so think it's stupid. official yet. It's just ninety-eight percent likely. Dude, we saw him fucking shit the bed literally, like terribly. It was the Broncos, right? And yep. and ugh, that's that's dumb. See, that's dumb. That's teams being stupid, but then sorry, continue. That's the guy that always comes to my mind of like, how does this guy still have a job? Like, how is he still considered for head coaching jobs? Like, we saw he it, but fall. you suck. Yeah, he did fall on his place in Denver, but honestly, I'm kind of optimistic. Uh, I'm excited to see him in Denver or in um, in Las Vegas and see what he does. All right, let me give my two cents because I've actually, I don't know when I, this when this story broke, I just like my mind was blown and I just started diving in and reading. So the Rooney Rule exists, obviously, as we all know, because minority head coaching candidates are significantly underrepresented in a league that's comprised of at least seventy five percent minority players right black and hispanic and minority players whereas for some reason head coaching opportunities the most uh, lucrative position in the league are predominantly white players and uh or i'm sorry white coaches and so that's why the rooney rule exists right now there's only two minority coaches in the entire league of 32 teams one of them being here in washington now talking that in washington of all places (laughs) um Dude, the fact that Broth was offering $100,000 to the coach to tank actually makes a lot of sense because Miami was awful that year. And obviously, um, you know, he, Flores says that he didn't take the offer. And so I went back and looked. They lost 11 games that year. That's $1.1 million that he left on the table. Um, I'm wondering if he's looking back and thinking I should have taken that money. But the reason this is such a huge deal is well partly because the nfl is getting into bed with a lot of these gambling companies and they're promoting gambling with their sport they're trying to bring in that revenue and if you freaking jeopardize the integrity of competition you lose your product you're going to completely undermine the foundation in which the competition of your sport is based on and you're going to lose people the second thing is ross has an invent uh, uh interest and an ownership stake in one of these gambling entities and so that it goes even further to. I the did not know that, that. This is huge, um, but it's also something we always thought could be happening. Um, yeah. Like teams intentionally tanking. That was the year where Tua was supposed to be the number one quarterback. It's funny that they ended up getting Tua anyways, but he sucks. And 
what they wanted in reality was the number one pick. And now we know that number one pick was Joe Burrow, who's now in the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, it's, it's just all crazy. We also always, for the most of us who follow the sport, have always thought the Rooney rule was a sham interview. Exactly what Brian Flores is saying. For the most part, these teams already have the head coaching candidate that they want, but they go through the obligation of interviewing someone of minority status um, to, you know, satisfy their requirements. So what Brian Flores is saying and what other court, uh, coaches or prior coaches are coming out and agreeing with is that this is just a hope. Hugh Jackson was recently someone who um, seemed to hint that he also may have maybe joining the suit, but he's not saying that he was a, uh, he had a sham interview. He's saying that he also, while during his time in Denver, was offered money to, um, to tank. Terrell Austin, who's a secondary coach for the Steelers, said that when he interviewed in Detroit, he also thought that he was part of a sham interview process. Um, so it's going to be interesting. This lawsuit's going to take a long time to unfold. We're not going to have any news about it now. Um, but honestly, I, I hope it brings about change because Brian Flores is jeopardizing his professional career. I doubt he gets a, a job opportunity in the NFL again, and um, he's doing it hopefully for the long-term, um, you know, improvement of the league and of the society. Apparently, the the sham, that, not the sham, the 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 headline that they give you give the NFL gives about the Rooney Rule is that you know it gives the opportunity to interview, so you'll have that experience, but. Obviously, it's all a sham if they don't even interview seriously. So nah, mm-hmm. don't buy that headline anymore. But it's funny. The only team that that probably follow the Rooney rule is the only one with a black head coach, and it's the Steelers who are founded by the Rooney family. So that's the funny part of all of it. And you know what's funny? You should follow that franchise because they have the most championships <laughs> in the league outside of the Patriots who did it with one guy versus they've done they're, it over generations. Their black head coach has never lost – Literally. has a lo- losing season so exactly just, just stating the facts yeah like you're talking about like uh, it's stupid i mean yeah whatever i mean it's 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 gonna i'm i'm i didn't know all about the gambling ties to all this obviously i knew the manipulation part but i didn't know the owner had ties to like one of the gambling agencies or whatever you want to call it companies so that is an, that of, is yeah that is a wild yeah that's a wild yeah. connection and honestly i don't know how he keeps his team i i can guarantee or i, mean, I don't want to guarantee but uh, my hunch is they're going to force him to sell. They're going to force him to give up his ownership of the team and he's going to have to move on. I mean, we'll see in time. Um, speaking of teams and crossing our fingers about another owner that may have to give up his team, um, Washington yesterday, Choo Choo 22, um, declared their new name and the cat was out of the bag, right? Weeks before this announcement. Um, but it was funny to see like the, the slip ups here or there. I'm not sure if you guys followed it, right? But they were like, um, news choppers the night before yeah. flying outside FedEx and zooming in through the windows and you could see the um, commander's name and some of the uh, banners that they were going to be using the next day. Um, Theismann was on NBC radio uh, the day before. So he was on the radio on Tuesday and he slipped up and said that the name was commanders. Um, but it didn't even occur to him as he was slipping up. He like realized that the, um, hours later and tried to like self-correct. And then even before then, like on Twitter and everywhere, it was already kind of revealed that the name would be most likely Commanders um, with the whole URL um, stuff that we were talking about in the last episode. Um, but now that it's official, stop. Commanders is our name. If you're a fan of this team for the foreseeable future, it probably will be until the day we all die. I'm okay with it for me. 
no matter what name we picked, we were not going to like it. Um, my team is my team, and it's based on my team, based off its, off of the city. You know, like I'm a DC sports guy, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to follow DC sports. Um, the only exception to that is if Washington did pick up and move to a different city, I'd still like to follow them. But if another team was to kind of come in and replace them, I'd probably adjust my my viewership of like where I'm trying to like who I'm rooting for. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I think all of the slip ups left and right just kind of showed us why nothing's changed, mm-hmm. right? You you're talking about these NBC news choppers. Do you know who NBC is affiliated with? Mm. Like the Washington football team. Mm-hmm. It's so, all on purpose. It's all on purpose. It's to make the like rumors and everything to keep it in the media. It's all to be relevant. It's no. all it's all to be relevant. hundred percent, dude. It's NBC, so every wake up good morning or whatever the it was an NBC show that was supposed to reveal what of was course. they were supposed to do the announcement. And sure. you're telling me an NBC chopper accidentally slip up and no, no. it the night before? No, no, no listen. Like- they revealed this on purpose. This is always what happens. They things get leaked all the time just to continually so we continue to talk about it for a week. If we didn't if they didn't get started getting leaked last week, we wouldn't be talking no one would talk about Washington. Nobody. Then okay, let me let Nobody. me explain something. It keeps let the Twitter conversation something. going. When when all of these name changes and all of these uh like new logos, new whatever, new teams that come out you don't see any of that getting blasted all over the internet until it actually is official. Which it what, happened to us. Yeah. And what where, coincided? Where did you see Seattle Kraken before it was actually released? Where did you it, see the Las Vegas Golden Knights before it was actually released? I don't. I don't follow NHL enough to look for it. I didn't. I didn't follow that enough to look for it. So I'll be honest there. I look at the caps uh, and that's pretty much it. But yeah. no, no. But what coincide? What release today coincided with the the name release? They knew. They knew what was coming out Cleveland in the media. Guardians. No. Cleveland Guardians. Bro, but listen to what I'm saying. What, what news coincided with the Washington football team as this came out? This whole Dan Snyder thing. It's all, a, it's all to keep us to forget about what's happening in the front office and all the allegations. That's what's happening. That's what they're trying to play. They'd rather you leak the name and talk about that and talk about how trash the name is versus talking about like all the bullshit that's happened in the front office. All the Congress, all the all the people going to Congress about what's happening in the front office. That's what this is happening today, right? Apparently, that doesn't even matter because Congress put in the indictment today. Like they're basically stating they brought in all these former employees, kind of throwing out a lot of heat, you know. And personally, like it's kind of damning of the NFL, right? Like you literally have Congress stating, "Oh, we have these people." that are cl- making these claims that are pretty horrific. On top of that, you have Congress asking the NFL for the investigative information that you already know. We all know that Dan Snyder tried to tamper with that investigation. And yet they're trying to prevent it. They're trying to, if I was the NFL and I am the other owners of the NFL, I would 100% throw Dan Snyder under the bus and get him the heck out of there before this starts. The more that they look into this, they're going to start looking at other teams. And I can clearly say that if you have like these Rooney rule mishaps with the Dolphins, 
there's going to be a lot of ugly stuff going on underneath the covers of every team. All con- sorry, all Congress has to do to get it is threaten the um, nonprofit status of the NFL. That's what they have to do. That they, they will revoke that. They'll work on revoking that status of their $9 billion untaxed organization. And that's when, that's when people are going to start turning that over because it's going to come down to money at that point. And $9 billion is a lot of fucking money to not be taxed on at all. So that's going to be what they need to do. But like, what the fuck does Congress care about the NFL? Like there's bigger problems happening. I mean, we're still in a pandemic at this point. And that's just going to take, them doing anything about this is going to take a long time. So it will take a long up. time, but they obviously care enough, right? They had a congressional hearing today. It wasn't a court trial. It wasn't anything um, that has any type of litigation effect afterwards. But the fact that they would conduct this congressional hearing shows that someone cares in Congress. Um, oh, yeah. And it was, it was one of the first times where an allegation was made directly against Dan Snyder for sexual harassment. Um, so I think it is a big deal. Do I think anything happens? No. Do I think that the league is going to oust Dan Snyder, like JK says that they should? I don't think so. The reason is twofold. Dan is very litigious, um, and they know that. Dan Snyder will sue the league and bring all of their dirt to light if they try to put his dirt out in the light. The second is because not all these other 31 owners have their hands clean. And so they don't want to set the precedent of calling out other owners for what their dirty laundry is because they realize when they look in the mirror, hey, I could be next. So if anything, these 32 owners are going to get closer together. They're going to hold hands tighter because they can't let a kink come in the chain because any one of them could be the next one out. And if anything, they got, they're stronger as a unit together. So I think Dan Snyder is there to stay. It just, it's going to take another, it's going to take them threatening that nonprofit. That's what it is. That's what they threatened before with things. I, I I can't agree with that. When you had the allegations that came out against, when, when you're specifically stating that we have recordings of, you know, all these NBA owners, the Panthers owner, Jerry Richardson, uh, I, I keep forgetting, I, I'm forgetting the name Donald of the Sterling. guy. Donald Sterling. Donald Sterling, right? When things got graphic to the public, mm-hmm. that is when those things got blown up. Mm-hmm. this is now before when it was like, Oh, it was Larry Michael doing all this. Oh, mm-hmm. it was this guy doing all this. Now you're clearly stating if I'm a woman in the Washington commanders organization, right? I literally have to risk being around my owner, my CEO mm-hmm. there. There's absolutely zero chance in my opinion, if this investigation continues that Dan Snyder will be the owner of the Washington football team. They need evidence like they had in those other two instances, right? That directly implicates the owner because that's what they had in those two other cases. And it made it impossible to keep the owner up until now. I haven't read or heard what happened in this congressional hearing, but for whatever brief uh, article I read, there hasn't been much evidence against him. There's been a lot of evidence against the organization. Sure, he owns it, but he's not directly to blame. Now, like I said, there was one person during this hearing that may have alleged sexual harassment from Dan Snyder himself. That's the kind of evidence you need to show misconduct by him to get him out. 
until you have that kind of evidence like you had in Carolina, like you had in LA with Sterling, I, I don't see them pushing Dan Snyder out. But again, this is hopefully just the beginning. Um, I mean, obviously I don't want there to be bad stuff to report that Dan Snyder had harmed other people. Um, I don't wish future or past um, bad luck or bad fortune or bad experiences that people had to endure. But if it happened, then yeah, I want there to be justice. I want Dan Snyder to have to pay the price, whether that price be financial, whether it be the loss of his ownership. Um, but hopefully justice will be served to the extent that it's appropriate. It all comes down to Congress. They got to push they it. They were stating. They got to push it. And the women in this congressional hearing stated that, like, one of them, for example, was saying that they were on a work trip to Dan's, like, Colorado home. And they got a bunch of prostitutes, so she had to stay in the basement. And all the other men had to, were partying upstairs with the hookers. But think about everything that came out, everything that came out, even with the first Washington Post article, right? If you wanted to just, if you really wanted to get them out of here, you're running an organization. Like if you, this organization is a company at the end of, end of the day, right? It is a company that's there to make money. Yes, he is the owner, right? He has all the ownership, but at the end of the day, he is part of the NFL, right? There, and if he's damaging that brand, right? They can get him out, out the fuck out of here, right? That is what they're there for, right? If that didn't do it, I don't think this is going to do it at this point either. Like it has to take Congress to say, fuck this. We're not going to let you get any taxpayer money anymore for things. We're not going to give you federal funding to build these stadiums. And your nonprofit status that saves you $9 billion is not going to be happening if this is the type of organization you're running. And that's the only way it changes until Congress presses it. Because the NFL is not going to do anything. They already didn't do anything. I personally think that Congress is going to get the NFL to do it. God, I I hope so. I hope so. Because this it's wild that all this can be said and nothing happened. Nothing happened. All he did was made his wife the CEO and he just sitting in the sidelines doing everything he was already doing. Like, like they don't sleep in the same bed that he's not like around. Like he, the organization it's not like world. he wasn't there for the name reveal. Yeah. What happened to what happened to you? Not the CEO anymore. What happened to that? What happened to you step aside? It hasn't yeah. been a full year yet. What the fuck is this? This is stupid. Um, but wait, can we go back to the actual name? Cause I mean, nothing of that's going to happen change. I want to get your opinion or on the, on the name. I'll, I'll give you mine afterwards. I forget which one of you said it. It may have been JK, but yeah, I agree. I don't think we would have been happy with any name. Um, I was a fan of red wolves. I can understand why others were not. Um, I was kind of a fan of warriors and it's funny because the reason that isn't an option is because Dan Snyder owned the trademark for that name for all these years. And just in this last decade, he forgot to pay the maintenance fee, which is an official government fee that you have to pay to keep ownership of a, of a name. He forgot to pay it, or maybe he intentionally stopped paying it, thinking he would never need it. And um, I would have been okay with that option as well. Commanders, honestly, it's like Washington football team. Yeah, I hate it in the beginning. I'm sure I'll be okay with it in a few years, and then eventually it'll grow on me. At the end of the day, winning is going to cure everything, um, exactly. or at least most things. Um, they need a quarterback. That'll be the smartest business decision for them. Competitive decision, football decision aside, it'll also benefit that aspect. But getting a quarterback is a great business decision because if you're going to try to sell this new team in this new phase, you need a new quarterback behind it. Um, and if they can get that in the next month or two, whether it's through um, trade or draft, that'll go a long way. 
I agree. I don't, I think that everyone, I think that everyone that freaked out about the name was just mad to be mad. There was like, I hated the Washington football team name. I hated that name. So I'm glad it's not bad. Literally picking anything was better than that. But I agree. If we don't win, it doesn't matter. Right. Like you can call us the crackheads, like the Washington crackheads. But if we go to the Super Bowl on that name, I don't care. I'm a crackhead. That's I'll be mm-hmm. telling everybody I'm a crackhead then. Um, so it, I don't I actually like the name. That seal is really cool. I hate that JK pointed out the years on that one, but I, I really like the seal. I like the jerseys. That Matt helmet is sick. So I'm I'm excited for it. Um, that helmet's not bad. And their jerseys are selling, right? Terry McLaurin yeah. and Chase Young have like the top selling jerseys um behind or in front of number three who's Tom Brady, Bucks jersey, who announced his retirement. Um, I don't think any of us are going to object to this. The GOAT, right? Yeah. I just, I think it's funny how it was handled. That's all. I mean, there's, I think it's funny about the whole Patriots thing, but I feel like he's going to sign a one-day contract and leave in the, leave in the wind. Um, JK says he can't have this conversation about the GOAT because he doesn't like like him at all. I mean, it's fine. I'm fine with it. Like, I mean, I'm fine with it. Like, it's cool. It's the end of an era. I just realized how old I am. That's all it is at the end of the day. I just realized how old I am. Um, yeah, I, I despise Tom Brady mostly because of how successful he was. Yeah. But I can't even deny how amazing yeah. he was. He's the GOAT. Um, I don't know if someone will replace it. Was it you that said that you wanted to see Patrick Mahomes try to match his record of Super Bowl? No. Okay. I hope Somebody it wasn't said, me. If I said it, said it was in the past life. Okay. Yeah. Um, Ten times went to the Super Bowl, won seven of them. Like, it's just like. How, how lucky can one person be? Or maybe it's not luck. How good has one person been, right? Um, even Michael Jordan, with all the praise, he went 6-0. and But this guy went to 10 Super Bowls, won seven of them. Um, pretty remarkable. Yeah. I mean, we'll never I, – I honestly thought he was going to come back for one more year because I, I felt like he was just such a competitor that he was like, I'm not going out like this. Like, I want my body to give up before I go out. But maybe he's not that dumb. And he decided to, like – you know, preserve his body for his life outside of football too. Cause there, I mean, he has a lot still, like he can still do a lot in his life. So mm-hmm. to 44 yeah. though, to play football where in a position that you're still getting hit is wild at 44 and doing it at a level where you are a game and a, like two games away from the Super Bowl, Like mm-hmm. that's wild. And that's like, he didn't look thing. bad. He didn't look bad wow. at the end. So wow. it wasn't like Peyton Manning where his defense carried him there, like literally carried him. Like he yeah. was playing a high level, so I'm surprised. Yeah, I forget what age Peyton Manning was when he retired. Eli Manning, Ben Roethlisberger just last month. But those guys looked like they had lost their game, and that's why they needed to retire. And honestly, most of them stayed one year too late. Yeah. Um, Tom Brady did not look like that. If he was in the Super Bowl next week, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Um, and I think he's retiring at an older age than all those other quarterbacks I just Peyton. named. Peyton was 38. Okay. Six-year difference. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot. Um, yeah. And I don't think ben, Big Ben is in his 40s yet. And Eli also, I don't think he got into his 40s. Um, Philip Rivers probably got close. He may have been 39. Um, ben, ben, like, ben Roethlisberger was 39 as well. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah, which goes to even more of um, testament to the fact that he is the GOAT. And um, the, the debate was when he left New England, Okay, now it's time to see. Was it Tom Brady for yeah. the reason for their success? Was it Bill Belichick? Yeah. And I think now there's not much doubt. It definitely was a big part, Tom Brady, if not all. Yeah. I mean, um, do you know who the oldest quarterback is now in the league? 
Let me think. Oldest quarter starting quarterback. Just quarterback. I don't know who the starting one is, but just start quarterback. Like of name, not like somebody random, like Mark Brunel is not like on a team randomly at 48 years old or something. Yeah. Is it Matt Ryan? No. He might be the oldest starting, but I mean, oh, I guess. Is it, it Aaron Rodgers? No. It's it's Ryan Fitzpatrick now. <laughs> oh, he's not a starting quarterback. I mean, he was our starting quarterback until he, until he got hurt. He may not even be in the league anymore. Uh, yeah, that's true. That That's fair. That's yeah. Um, but yeah, good for you, Tom Brady. I hate you still, but um, yeah, you'll go down in the history book. So good for you. Yeah. I think Jimmy G might end up there, to be honest with you. I'd be perfectly fine with that. I Anywhere but Washington. I hope they don't go for him. I hope they don't go for Derek Carr. I hope they don't go Same. for um, a lot of quarterbacks. I what would about, only be happy. I was going to say, what about Russ? Oh, yeah, of course. Russ is younger than all these guys, right? Yeah. Like Russ is younger than Aaron Rodgers. He's younger than Russell, or no, he's not younger than Derek Carr. No. Um, and I don't think he's younger than uh, Jimmy nah. Garoppolo. But he's like thirty-two. He's, he's proven, and he's still yeah. got like he's still got game. But I don't think he leaves. Honestly, if I'm Washington, I would roll the dice, even if it comes with a six-game suspension, and I go after Deshaun Watson. Um, it's not a good look right now. Lose. They you can't do that. Lose. You're already no. at the bottom. No, but you, you, the, the front office cannot hire some. They cannot trade for someone that also has their own allegations. That's I would have terrible. agreed with you last year, but I don't think it's as bad of a bad of a hit from a publicity standpoint this year. But again, we don't even know if he's eligible to play. Like he, he could get suspended at any point. So there's a gamble there, but it's absolutely a talent. Okay, I'm gonna throw other names out there that I think are rumored to like maybe be on the market. All right. Um, Mariota was a guy that was being said that about mm-hmm. traded because he was like a solid backup. What would you do with that? Like it would be, it'd be not a lot of compensation for him. Dude, the sad thing is, all the names you're about to list, scrubs, right? Tua? Like Mariota, Tua, Tua. I would, I would roll a dice on him because he still could have potential. But yeah. I don't know if Miami's moving on from him. Um, Trubisky is another name that's been yeah. floated around. God I don't know. No. If I, yeah, I wouldn't do that either. But I'll take Jimmy. Something. I'll take Jimmy over him. But I don't want to cost. Like, what are we going to get? I'll a first you. round, a second no, round? No, 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 no. I'm going to be so cheap. I'm going to be a meaty cheap here at Costco. Hmm. Third round pick, maximum. Third round pick. And I want to, I want a seventh back. I want a seventh back. <laughs> Thing is, they, they like bamboozled us for Trent Williams. All we got was a third round pick, and he's the best left tackle in the game today. I'm afraid they'll do it to us again. I can't believe that. Um, I mean, we were we were we were held at gunpoint at that point because he wasn't coming back. Everyone knew that, right? Like when you know a yeah. player's not coming back, you're like, well, you can take nothing then. And we, we didn't he didn't play in a year and a half at that point and all that. So I mean, I love Trent Williams. I'm I he was the only reason if the 49ers went, I'd be like, all right, if he wins the Super Bowl, I'm all right. Like we we did him mad dirty. So I was okay with him winning one. He's like yeah, yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo has a high floor. But a low ceiling. But if you if our defense is as good as we think it is, right? It's not. I don't think it's good. We just saw that it wasn't good. That's true. Yeah, same. I agree with that. So never mind. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go out of my way to get a mediocre quarterback. Like the only yeah. way this team can move forward or up is have an amazing guy at that position. Um, and right now, there just doesn't seem to be that many options. Literally, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. And Deshaun Watson are your only three options. Ryan Tannehill might be on the move if 
Aaron Rodgers coming. I really Again, don't want him. Same thing. He had an amazing team. Number one seed in the AFC, coughed it up yep. three times. I'll um, give up the next six first-round picks for Joe Burrow right now. Six. I'll give you six right now. So there was a report that came out, right, that um, who offered Cincinnati three first-round picks, um, and they said no. I forget which team. It may have been the Dolphins, actually. They offered been, them yeah. three first-round picks to get Joe Burrow that year, and the Dolphins wise, or I'm sorry, the Bengals wisely said no. It's and crazy. It shows you how much of a difference a freaking quarterback makes. Yeah, that's crazy. Damn. We could have had Joe Burrow if we sucked more that year. Damn it. I yeah. First team that year. Damn it. Well, yeah, we it's didn't cool. know the their coach was paying hundred grand a loss. That's fair. That's fair. Also, shout out AJ AJ Green. All those years suffering with the Bengals to leave to not make the Super Bowl. Man, they should okay. honorarily sign him. Like the Cardinals should cut him so they can just sign him for one game. Man, he suffered a lot there. A lot of like for a long time. A lot of yeah irrelevance in the league. Um, yeah. when you're Andy in Dalton, Andy Dalton years, man. <sighs> yeah, we'll talk next week about who we uh who we think is our favorite to win it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm happy with the with the outcome. Cincinnati, LA. I'm happy for both yeah. teams. Um, I'll be rooting for one in particular, but if either win, I think I'll be satisfied. Yeah, I don't care who wins. I'll say who I'm rooting for next week too. But are you gonna watch Pro Bowl? No. I haven't seen the Pro Bowl in six years. If I'm home doing nothing, it will just be on in the background. But I hope I have something better to do than watch the Pro Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> I hope I have to like paint a wall and watch it dry. Like, yeah. That, that might be more fun. So uh, that's it. Uh, oh, and the trade deadline's coming up. We should probably talk about that next week. Ben yeah, Simmons. Wizards, Wizards need to move Beal big time. And honestly, Dinwiddie, move them both. You, oh, you I, went yeah. from. You went from what being like the one seed in the East early on, and now you're like I think eleven. Um, hey man, we just beat beat Philly. Okay, we just beat Philly last night. I did see that. Um, yeah. Kuzma with a late late game winning block. Yo, how um, mad are you? Let you gave us Kuzma for Russell Westbrook. I oh yeah, we never talked about this, and I have you keep dodging this. How do you feel about Russell Westbrook? Russell Westbrook. I, I said at the onset it may not work because it's honestly it hasn't worked everywhere Russell Westbrook has been. Um, and no, it, the funny part is that there are rumored reports of them wanting to trade for John Wall, but right. they're unwilling to give up that first pick from 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 2027, which which mind you, is a middle schooler right now. <laughs> right. That's um yeah, Lakers are in trouble. Like they they can't win games despite all the big names that used to be big back when we were in like the early 2000s. Yeah, Melo isn't Melo from back in the day anymore. And he's surprisingly been playing well. But yeah, he Russell is. Westbrook, he like, I don't know what the, his story will be at the end of the day when his career is all said and done. But a guy who has the physical talent, who has the drive, like, literally puts in the effort. But, like, there's something missing in his game where it just doesn't click. Like, he either plays too fast, um, he throws up, like, un, like, silly, foolish shots. And it's just like, it's surprising because you would think he would be successful. And he has been. Like, he's won MVPs. He's got the triple, um, the um, the record for the most triple doubles. Um, but one yeah, thing I that, don't get it. One thing that stats can't show you is basketball IQ. And the issue is that in moments of, like, crunch time, he has no basketball IQ. He doesn't realize what he's good at and what he's bad at. He thinks he can shoot where he can't. And that's the problem. If he was willing to just be 
like I'm just using John Wall as an example where John Wall knew he couldn't shoot. So he passed the ball up a lot, right? Until he developed some sort of shot. If he would do that, if he could drive and just let defense collapse on him and he would kick out, he would be regarded as the best point guard in the league. That's what Chris, that's what Chris, um, Chris Rock, uh, that's what um, Chris Paul does, right? Like, mm-hmm. and he can shoot, but he wants to give up the ball first. And then when it's open, he'll shoot it. So, yeah. yeah. Russell Westbrook, the majority of his life probably experienced success based on his physical talent, yep. right? like being physical, having mm-hmm. speed. And that, t- that took him all the way to the league and it yep. took him to success within the league itself. But eventually that can only get you so far. And we realize that cannot get you a championship. It cannot Agreed. get you to the NBA finals. Yep. And so, yeah, he's plateaued. He's hit as high as his talents can take him. And he's never learned to develop the other aspects of his game, the IQ aspect that you mentioned. Yep. Yep. At the end of the day, you, everyone's, everyone's good in the NBA. And the difference right. is, like, are you smart with it? Right. Like, at that point, everyone is good. Like, anyone, pretty much anyone in the NBA can hit a game winner. Almost anybody can do that. Mm-hmm. Anyone can grab a rebound. It's a matter of, like, what do you do with the last, like, three minutes of a game? Are you, are you helping your team or are you hurting your team? And, like, that's, what it, that's where he is, where he is now. I'm so glad for that trade. Honestly, get him off the books. I, I like Kuzma. I hope whatever moves we make don't involve Kuzma. I want him on the team. He's 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 not Jason Tatum, what he thinks he is, but he's he's not a bad player. He just couldn't be in LA. That's all. He just couldn't be in LA. With the move, the move to offload Wall, amazing move. The subsequent move to offload the player you got for Wall, Russell Westbrook, another amazing move. Yeah. But the Wizards do keep stepping on themselves. You re-signed oh, yeah. Berton to a five-year deal. Yeah, was bad. when you should have just realized let him walk he's not worth the money sure he had a great year his contract year but that dude doesn't even play like he's a he's a does not play coach's decision constantly now and they're about to make another big mistake in letting beal stay on this team his contract's going to expire and i can guarantee you in the summer Beal's going to be looking at other teams and he's going to get the desire to want to go play somewhere else and you got nothing back in return for him um i think think what's going to end up happening is that I think he's either going to, I think what's going to happen is next week, either he's going to, I think we're going to see him move on at the end of the year, like not in the year at at, next week, he's going to be gone. Dinwiddie's going to be gone. And you think Beal's going to get traded? Yeah. I don't see it happening. I do. I think that they know that if he didn't, he hasn't resigned yet. He's not coming back. So far they, they been saying that they'll work it out with him in the off season, having this like foolish blind trust that, He'll uh, want to come back. Well, I think that they, the report just came out that Beal is now open to the trade idea. Yeah. It's just him and Dinwiddie can't play together, and that's what fucked it all up. Like, that's it. Like, the rest of the team is playing well. It's just Dinwiddie looks terrible. He looks terrible. Like, he's a backup point guard, and we're paying him starter money, and we're expecting him to be a starter, and he's not. The thing is, he was always terrible. He was terrible last year on the Nets. I don't understand. Like, no, he, he wasn't. Was a great backup. He's a great backup. He played. He had games where he's playing really well. It's just we just wanted to make him a starter. Like he's Terry Rozier. That's what. Not Terry Rozier. Sorry. Um, what's the other guy? Uh, Dennis Schroeder. That's who he is. Mm. Backup. Terry Rozier. I would take. To be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If I'm the Wizards, offload both of them. Trade them. Trade as many as you can. Trade Bertans. Trade um, Harold, who was great in the beginning of the year, but honestly, he's like falling out. He's only on a one-year deal. Like, get as many assets as you can because this team's not going anywhere this year or next year. 
with yep. the way the roster is. You need these assets. To I literally, to- the only players I would protect is Danny Advi Ad- or whatever his name is. He looks like he can have some upside. We don't know yet. And mm-hmm. Kyle Kuzma is pretty much it. Mm-hmm. We can't trade Gafford because we just re-signed him, so he's not going to be like eligible for trade. Yeah, I wouldn't trade him. He's got some upside. He's a young player who yeah. like, plays hard. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you have more faith in the Wizards than I do. I think uh, I think they'll stay the roster the way it is. Maybe they make some small, insignificant change, and then in the summer, Beal will walk and they'll be empty-handed. Yeah, I mean that happens. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess that happens. I mean, even keeping Beal, what's going to happen? Nothing. Beal's not a get it first. Beal's not a one. So, I mean, no, I, I mean, agreed. I would love a first for him. I would love for first for him. But... Get a first. A team like Los Angeles, a team that's on the cusp, that needs that extra shooter for this season to get them to be in the playoffs. Like, your guys, that... your guys' first is in 2027. I don't want a that's first. Big. I'm not saying trade to the Lakers. I'm saying there's a lot of teams like the yeah, Lakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the Philly, Philly, like the issue is that they're saying – Ben Simmons for for um, Beal, which is fine. I could get, live. I could live with that in the sense of maybe Ben Simmons can do something here. Not couldn't do it in Philly. Change the scenery, but then they don't want to give up anything else. Like Ben Simmons, this is better than Beal. Dude can't mm-hmm. hit a layup. Like why would they won't give up? Um, uh, what's it called, Maxi or the other dude? I'm like, wh- what do you think you're gonna get? Like they got great trade offers and they didn't take them, and they're gonna end up missing the deadline and have $30 million sunk in a player that isn't playing. It's so stupid. So I don't know. Last week when the wizards lost to the Clippers, despite being up by 35 points, yeah. that's like, I, that, that should have been the key to the GM. Like I got to blow this up. This is not going well. It's the, the thing is it goes both ways though. Right. There's definitely, there's been games where we're down 15 and we come back and win somehow. It's like such a fucking up and down team. So You're I don't know. 35 points. No, I know. And Beal, without Kawhi and without PG. And and Beal played terribly that game. And Beal without played. Morris. I mean, I'm not worried about Morris. That's not the guy I'm worried about. Um, three big players. Beal didn't play well that game. That's the funny part. Beal didn't play well. Beal doesn't play well many games. I mean, I don't take your opinion on Wizards players anymore after Russell. Westbrook. I pay attention. I pay attention. It's embarrassing. Beal is, Beal is probably going to be the best number two in the league. One of the best number twos. When? Of, when, when are we waiting? He's been in the league his whole career. No, like, as a number two option, option, not as a like a shooting guard. I'm saying he's the best sidekick that I think you can get. He's a great sidekick. He's an even better number three, which is probably that's where not he true. should be. That's not true at all. Where where is he going to be a number three? Please tell me. A team that gets him as a number three will be in great position. First of all, if he I, goes, I'll say even if he goes to the Lakers, he's a number two. AD obviously can't do shit. Like AD, AD can't do anything by himself. If if LeBron goes down, Beal is going to be putting in more work than AD is. We've seen I think it. We're saying different things. I'm saying if Beal is your number two on any team, yes, you're in trouble. No, you no. don't have a good team. I mean, he's never been a number two. He was with John Wall his whole career. Yeah, but John I, Wall was clearly the number one. He was here longer. And what did that team do? Like. Eight that was seed after seven seed after three six three seed. seasons, and we're making John Wall now sound like this like all star, like amazing player, all pro. At that, that time, yeah, he was an all star. Sure, every there was year. a lot of there was nothing else on that team. Remember this, always remember that. What's his name? Um, what's his name? What was the center? Gortat was the starting center. He had no business being in the league. He was our starting center. Was bad, yeah, bad times, man. I forgot the old GM's name, but fuck that guy. I don't even remember. Feels overrated. Um, yeah, right. I don't agree. But, but I, I hope, I, I hope, I hope a trade happens 
so that we can see it play out. Because all we've seen is Beal in uh, Washington. And yeah. if he goes to a team where there's a clear number one, then we'll be able to see who's right and who's wrong. I, I mean, he has to go somewhere to clear more. If he just ends up being the number one again, whatever. That, not, you're not going to see anything different. Agreed. Uh, we'll see. All, all right, man. boys. Until we see each other next week on I Call Next, please watch the Pro Bowl. Subscribe to us and uh, go Commanders. Yeah, let's go Commanders. Go Commando. Again, let's go Commies. I mean, wait, what? Scratch that, scratch I, that. I have heard that as one of the nicknames. I hope it's, that doesn't become one of those. I, it's going to. You know it is. People hate this team. Uh, all right, man. I'll talk to you later. Peace. Peace.